Well, that's not exactly true, but you guys can screw it in if you want. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk about prophecy. We're going to talk about hearing from God, we're going to talk about receiving prophecy, and then we're going to talk about giving prophecy. And then we're going to have somebody, a brave volunteer who I've already selected, <laughs> so you're going to come up here, and we're all going to prophesy for that person. We're all going to try to hear from God for him. It's going to be Tim Urban. It's not a surprise. Tim Money. Tim Money. Tim Money, that guy right there. And then we're all going to, we're going to do a little debrief, and then I have some other people who I've asked if they get prophetic words for anybody, the group or individuals, they're going to give those at that time. They're going to talk a little more. Is that and where then, you get the rocks and you stone them? That's right. That's where we get the rocks <laughs> and the stone. Snowballs. We use snowballs. And then at the end, we're going to do small group time. And we're going to prophesy to each other. Okay? Now, before I begin, I need to introduce a couple people. That young, beautiful lady in the back right there. That's my mother. She's never heard me teach, so she's very excited. That very young man in the back right there with the gray hair, that's name is Floyd Dahl. He's been my mentor for the past about a year and a half, although he says we're just friends. We like to talk about God. He just happens to know a lot more. <laughs> and guys, he just absolutely loves this group. I've been talking to him about Communion Talks for about a year and a half. He's been so excited to be here. He feels like he knows all of you already. And guys, he is an example of you never, you always can be on the cutting edge of what God's doing. You are never out of the game, no matter what your age, experience level, you can always be on the cutting edge of what God wants to do. I tell you, his heart is where we are, guys. In fact, he's actually farther ahead than a lot of us in some areas. He's dragging me along in a lot of things. Come on, Matt, come on. Get out of the box. Follow the Spirit. Okay. You guys excited? Should we pray? Great. Dear Lord, we love you. We just love you. Holy Spirit, just, just lead us right now and guide us. Lord, I just lay my plans down and my agenda. Lord, just guide us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Prophecy. Hearing from God. Okay, now for some of you and some of your backgrounds, the term, I heard... The Lord spoke to me this. They might have been, yeah, you probably need a straight jack. You're, you're pretty much insane. Okay, how many grew up in a, in a background like that? Where hearing from God was equated with the loony bin. Okay. Okay, now how many of you grew up in a place where they encouraged that? Where hearing from God was encouraged and or, okay. I grew up, give you a little background, very free, charismatic church. Where I saw... Everything with the prophetic. I saw lots of good and lots of bad. And we're going to talk about some of that today. And I want to talk about the basis for prophecy right now. Okay, prophecy is just a communication from God to you. Okay, it's, a, it's, a, it's about, it's basically speaking what's on the heart of God for either an individual or a group. Okay, now we typically think of prophecy as a future thing. But it also can be just a now word. What's on his heart for you right now? In Revelations, it says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Lowest form of prophecy is just giving a testimony about Jesus. Okay? Highest level of prophecy is this book right here. The word of God. Okay? 
I love talking about prophecy. I always love talking So I'm getting a little excited here. I got to calm down. But I want to say this right now. Just breathe. Yeah. If you're a Christian, you can hear from God. Amen. If you can hear from God, you can prophesy. Yeah. Come on. Now, there's actually already a mistake on your outline. <laughs> I looked this up. John 10:28 actually says, "My sheep know my voice." 10:31 is like, and the Jews tried to kill him. <laughs> John 10:31 says, "My sheep hear my voice." I want to tell all of you right now, especially for those of you who struggle or wrestle with whether or not you hear from the Lord. I want to say right now that from the objective word of God, it says, my sheep know my voice. If you're a believer, you hear the voice of the Lord. Okay? You do. Let me prove it to you. Okay. Have you ever had a thought like this? Maybe, maybe I should read my Bible. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should pray. Maybe I should stop sinning eventually. Any, any thoughts like that? Any God-related thoughts? Where do you think those thoughts came from? Well, let's do the gamble. Okay, it, it could be the devil. Well, it could be if it's added with, read your Bible or else you're going to hell. That's probably the devil. Okay, well, let's hear, it could be the world. It could be the world telling us that. The world probably wouldn't tell you to read the Bible. It could be your own sinful nature, but your sinful nature is really selfish, so it's probably not going to tell you to do that. Let's see. And devil, world. Ooh, that leaves God. Has anyone ever had a thought like that? Raise your hand. Wow, that would be everyone. Congratulations, you all hear from God. Woo, give yourselves a round of applause. Yay! I wanted to say this. The reason that we can prophesy is not because we're super spiritual. It's not because we pay the price. It's not because we're dedicated. It is because of the finished work of the cross. It is what Jesus did on the cross that allows us to operate in spiritual gifts. That's the baseline for all of this stuff. Yes! Woo! Yes, what Jesus did. Because, guys, we have a new and better covenant. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God came upon people occasionally. Now, we get the Holy Spirit inside of us. He lives inside each and every one of you. The same Spirit of God that was in Jesus Christ, that was in Paul, that was in Peter, okay, is inside of you. And He speaks to you in many and various ways. And I don't want to give you guys... A laundry list of, you know, five steps to hearing from God, those kinds of things. Because, in my opinion, whenever I read a book that has, follow step one, two, three, and it will result in ABC, it never works for me. I try doing step one, two, three, and, and nothing happens, and I just end up frustrated. So we're just starting with a baseline here. All of you hear from God. Okay. Excuse me. God speaks to us in a variety of different ways. It's going to be based on your personality. It's going to be based on your life experience. It's going to be based on the way he made you. Yep. It's going to be a lot of different things. Some of you are very creative, intuitive. He's going to speak to you through art. He's going to speak to you through music, spontaneous feelings or thoughts or emotions. Others of you are more left brain. He's going to put thoughts into your head, different things like that. Okay, there's a lot of different ways that God speaks to us. Let's look at a few of them that come to us from the scriptures. You guys have this ridiculously long outline. Go ahead and look at a few of them. And actually, before we go on, there's a verse here that is in Joel 28, 32, and it talks about, it's also in Acts 2. It says that your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. 
Yay. There was a word actually that came forth, Natasha had this in the prayer time, about some people needing to be released into their ministry. I really believe that that is some women here in this group. I want to read you. Your sons and your daughters must prophesy. Come on. It is not enough for only men to prophesy. Likewise, it's not enough for only women to prophesy. The reason for that is that we all see different aspects of God's heart. That's why we need both the men and women to prophesy. We need both voices or we have an incomplete, imbalanced picture of who God is. Okay? We've been so focused on having a strong Christianity that we've forgotten that God also wants Christianity to be beautiful and attractive. The feminine side of it. We want the masculine side, but we want the feminine too. We don't want to forget one or the other. And it's not that what men see in the heart of God is wrong. Right. It's just that we also need what women see in the heart of God. We need both. Ladies, all of you look at me. We need you to speak out what you see in the heart of God. You need to prophesy to your voice matters. And this right now, I'll say this to you men. Maybe this is prophecy. You weigh it. We'll get to that. <laughs> this is not a good time, I believe, to be an insecure man in the body of Christ, especially an insecure leader. Because God seems to just be raising up women. Okay, and that's a good thing, and that's a God thing. And we just, you guys, ladies, you have a voice. You need to prophesy. It's important. It's on the heart of God. He's commanding you to do it. Okay? All right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> Helps to hearing from God. Any questions on that? Reactions? You are a girl. Because <laughs> so you have a voice and you can prophesy. Okay. Good. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Number one thing with hearing the voice of God, we're going to spend a little more time on this than I thought. You guys got to believe that God wants to speak to you. Do you believe that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's a good way. A way to help you to before you're, you're preparing to receive a word from the Lord or trying to hear the voice of God is ask God to bring rest to your mind, your will, and your emotions. Different personalities are different, but I have a very hard time hearing from the Lord when I'm not at rest internally. So it's just a good idea to just ask for that and just pray for that. And sometimes it takes time. It takes time to discipline yourself that way. It takes time to, to get into rest. I mean, we have such a busy culture. That can be a very hard thing and a very big discipline to do. Here's another very important thing with hearing the voice of the Lord and prophecy and all this. Ask questions. The Lord loves to respond to questions. Yeah. You have not because you ask not. He has... <laughs> you have not because you ask not. He is so willing and so ready to speak to you in every area of your life. And I want to just dispel a myth here that hearing from the Lord and prophecy stuff has to only be involved in ministry. Not true at all. God wants to speak to you in every area of your life because every area of your life is important. Let me encourage you strongly, for those of you in college, ask the Lord how to study for your tests. Ask the Lord how to write your papers. Ask the Lord what your professor wants to hear in that paper. I'm, 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 I'm totally serious. I did this in graduate school when it came to papers and finding resources, and the Lord really led me to different resources and different things. God, He wants to do it. Do you think God maybe has something to say about your relationship with your parents? Your boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife, with your friends, with your job? Guys, he wants to speak into every area of your life. So let's ask him questions. Number one reason we're not hearing some things and getting direction on issues 
because we're just not asking the question. Or, next thing, very important, when we do ask, pay attention. <laughs> this is the hardest thing. Much of when the Lord speaks to us, because sometimes he speaks to us very subtly, we'll miss it if we're not paying attention. That is the number one thing I've been learning right now, is that we ask questions, I often ask questions, Lord, what are you doing? And then I, I don't pay attention. And what we did at the beginning there, when Natasha had that word about waiting for a few minutes, that's what we were doing. How many of you, we asked about burdens, or something about uh, needing to make decisions, how many of you actually feel that the Lord showed something to you in those few minutes that we waited? Go ahead and raise your hand. There's no pressure if you didn't. Okay. See, what we were doing is we were responding to that word of the Lord right there. We believe that God was speaking to our group through one of our members, and then we responded to that. What was your reaction when we did that, guys? Did you guys feel that was the Lord? Yeah. We'll get into that one more. Okay. Do you guys believe you can hear from God? Or should I, should I continue to prove that to you? Good? Yeah, I, think, I think we can move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. You guys can read that later. He speaks through... One thing I do want to mention, he does speak through emo feelings and emotions. Physical sensations. Here's a cool thing. I love this. With healing, we like healing in this group too. We believe God can heal. Very often, God will use physical sensations to indicate who he wants to heal in a group. For example, if you come into this group with pain that you did not have before you came in, you either twisted your ankle, you know, it's a natural thing, it's the devil, you rebuke it, or, consider this, it may be the Lord speaking to you, saying who he wants to heal or touch in that meeting. Thought for the day. So, next time that happens, pay attention to that. Ask the Lord, is this for somebody in the group? Questions on that? Okay, should we get into the word? We haven't gotten another word yet. Some of you guys are dying on that. First Corinthians. I'm going to jump around a little bit. First Corinthians 12. For those of you who open your Bibles, if not, I'll just read it. Now concerning, now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. Now, I'm going to skip to chapter 14. Okay, we'll get there. Don't worry. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. Indeed, no one understands him, for he utters mysteries with his spirit. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. We believe that this encouragement from the Lord is just as relevant today as it was when it was written. We don't believe that there's any scriptural basis to believe that the gifts of the Spirit went away when the apostles, the last apostle died, or the, the Bible was completed. But that's how we believe in this group. If you're not there yet, that's okay, we're not making fun of you or anything, but that's where we stand as a group. That's what we believe. Okay. So we're looking at that, and we're going, God really wants us to desire spiritual gifts, and especially that we can prophesy. And why? Because prophecy builds up the entire group. It can build up the whole body of communitas. 
That's good. It speaks to men comfort, encouragement, and edification. It builds up the body. Where, for example, the gift of tongues, that primarily builds yourself up. And that's not bad. It's good to be built up. But we want to move, and we want to build the entire group. And what we want to do, guys, because so many of you are, are, are hungry to operate in prophecy, and you're wanting to operate in prophecy, and what we want to do is we just want to lay a few foundations, some banks for the river, because we want to provide protection <laughs> and safety for both those who are giving the word, and especially for those who are receiving the word. Okay, so we don't want people to be hurt. We don't want people to feel controlled or manipulated. And I want to say this right now. We want freedom in this group. Okay? Number one thing about receiving prophetic words from individuals or in a group, we have to weigh them. We have to discern them. We want to understand whether or not we believe it's God. Okay? We're not just accepting blindly everything that comes to us. We we're going we're gonna to hold it up in the light of Scripture. First thing, if a prophetic word does not line up with Scripture, we're not accepting it. Okay? It's not going to violate the character of this book. Okay? That's the first thing it's not going to do. It's not going to violate the character of this word. We also want to judge the, the spirit behind the prophecy. Okay? Sometimes words can come off controlling or manipulative or hard, or harsh. Okay, that's the way the enemy speaks to us primarily, is he brings truth without grace. Okay, there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction, there's always hope to it. Condemnation, it always brings death. There's a heaviness to it, a burden to it. Okay, so when we're getting prophetic words here, and we're, we're believing the Lord is, we not only... Should, can you weigh that word and judge whether you believe it's for the Lord, it's from the Lord, and for yourself? We want you to. We want you to as a group. Okay. We want to keep you guys safe in that. We don't want to just leave you hanging on certain things. And we're going to get into a little bit of a difference between simple prophecy and more heavier prophecy, what I call it. Basic prophecy is essentially... Speaking comfort, edification, or building up. It's all encouraging words. Heavy prophecy, what I call it, is what I call corrective or directive words. Words that involve telling you where to go, where to live, who to marry, things like that. We're going to say that as a group, those kind of heavier words like that, or, or when it comes to mass repentance, things like that, we want to we wanna just be careful when we're giving words like that. Okay? We want to actually submit those kind of words to leadership. Okay? We want to limit ourselves to just speaking edification, comfort, and exhortation. Okay, before I move on, is there any questions on that? It's okay if there is. Give me an example. Yes, okay. For example, if someone comes up to you um, I had a I had a friend who she was she was on the mission field and someone came up to her and said you're going to marry a pastor okay now that is what I'm calling a a directive word okay and the reason I don't necessarily those kind of words need to be weighed very carefully mm -hmm. because she actually got it from two different people on that same trip 
And the, the words were the same. You will marry a pastor. Okay. You, you always have... A, God never violates our free will, first of all. When she said, you will marry a pastor, there's no choice in the matter. She had no options. It was, you will, there's no, nothing you can do. Okay, and what we want to talk about here is prophecy is not fatalism. Okay, when you get a prophetic word, what God is doing is he's speaking to your potential. It's an indication of God's intention for you. Okay, it's not fate. It's not, this will happen, you have nothing to do with it. Okay, does that, does that make sense? It's speaking to what God what God's heart is for you. It's essentially, I look at it like a, it's a road map of kind of where God's leading you. It's a, it shows you what's on his heart for you for now and in the future. Okay. So when, someone's, when she said that, I asked her and I said, how did you feel when you got that word? And she said, well, it's kind of like, well, I was resigned. I was like, well, I, I have no choice. I guess I have to marry a pastor. I mean, I don't want to disobey the Lord. <laughs> Right, and this is the thing: when we when we when we start giving words and we believe something's on the heart of God, we want to be very careful the way we label it. Okay, we we just encourage you guys to say things like, "I believe the Lord is saying," "I think the Lord might be saying," because we all we all miss it sometimes. Sometimes it's the Lord, sometimes it's not. When you say things like, "God is saying this," "You will do this," that doesn't give people a lot of options. And it can unintentionally, not meaning to, control people mm-hmm. and put burdens on people. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and it doesn't, you know, it's not that people mean to. It's just that that's what happens, because where do you go from there? I mean, we're all, we all love Jesus. We all want to obey the Spirit. You know, we, we want to, and if someone says, God says this, you're like, well, okay, I guess. Okay? <coughs> but, when you get a prophetic word, not only does it need to line up with Scripture, but it needs to bear witness in your own heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, Drew. I was going to add that, dude, Matt's yeah. talking about when you receive a word to weigh it, and I think it's also really important when you have a word for somebody else is to weigh that as well. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, even, especially if it's something like heavy, in a way with, with somebody else, with some leadership, because you don't want to just, on a whim, say, I heard this from God, and like speak it like two seconds later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important, even the, even the encouragement words, even stuff like that, it's important to weigh what you hear and it's, it's not bad to just sit on it for a little bit and chew on it and say, Lord, what, who is this for? Is this really for this person? Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's for yourself and maybe you. So it's really important to not just to weigh what's coming your way, but weigh what's what's going out of your uh, out of your way, too. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Did you read my outline? That's good stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> good, it's really good. <laughs> we're, we're jumping around my outline, so don't even, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Here's the first thing. When you believe the Lord has put something on your heart, the good idea, the first thing, is to pray. Mm-hmm. Lord, who is this for? Is this for me? Is this for <laughs> someone else? Is this for the group? Lord, when? When? Actually, this is on my outline. Go. Oh, this is under part three, page... Two, page 504 under giving prophecy, giving prophetic words. What Drew was saying, this is an excellent segue into that. Thank you, Drew. When we get a prophetic word, okay, or you believe something God is speaking to you, we want to ask, who is this for? Okay, then we want to ask, 
what is the interpretation of that? What does it mean? Because sometimes we're going to get pictures. Sometimes you're going to get little bit. Let me give you. A, some people, a lot of times, people are confused about pictures. People say, I, I see something. I see a picture. All right, everybody, right now in your mind, think of a rose. There, you just had a picture. It can be just as simple as that. No, 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 really. It can be just as simple as that. Sometimes God speaks to us just as simple. Now, there's other things that we can get. We can get literally open visions in our mind, and people see things like movie screens. But pictures can be just as simple as that. They don't have to be as dramatic and spiritual as I used to think they did. Okay? Then after you get something you believe is from the Lord, you want to ask when. When should I give this, Lord? When is the timing for this? Because it's not always necessary to give a word when you first get it. And also, I'll say this. It is not always necessary to give the word, period. Very, very often, the Lord will speak to you, and you just need to pray. In fact, I would say the majority of the things that I receive from the Lord for other people, I never tell them. I just pray. The most powerful thing you can do is pray. I always, that's my default right away, is pray. I, I don't even, it, before I even think about speaking it out, I want to pray about it. And then we ask when. Okay, and then you ask how. Because there's a way to deliver a word. There's an important way. That, and only the Holy Spirit knows exactly how that word needs to be delivered. Whether joyful, or somber, or you, needs to be written out, or needs to be said publicly, or it needs to be said privately to that individual. Okay? We don't want to pigeonhole ourselves due to culture or things that you've seen. In some cultures, people have to be pulled out of a crowd. In other cultures, they have to be one-on-one -on -one or in a small group. We just say we've we got freedom in that. Okay? Ask the Holy Spirit the way He wants you to do that. There's no set formula or rule. Questions on that before I move on? I don't, I'm not afraid of questions. When you're talking about submitting something to leadership yep. before getting it in the group, who could people bring stuff to? Well, <laughs> Paul and Karen, certainly. Okay, Paul and Karen, Tim, myself, Drew, Allie, Carrie, you bring those. And what I mean by that, for <coughs> example, <coughs> sure, yeah, you can bring the Joshua as well. <laughs> Let me give you an example of what I meant by that. <laughs> of what I meant by heavy prophecy, for example. You, uh, you may... How about this? Let me, let me just describe to you a journey that I took in learning how to do this stuff. Okay? I began <coughs> operating in prophetic stuff mostly just through praying for people. I would start praying for people, and then I would notice that I would say things out of things I couldn't possibly know about. Mm -hmm. First time I did it, I was praying for a girl, and I was like, Lord, Lord, you know, bless her, yada, yada, yada. And then I'd pray for that, you know, that broken relationship with her mother. And she gets this bug-eyed look, and she's like, how do you know I have a... My relationship with my mother is wrong. I don't know. I was like, didn't you say it? She's like, no. And I'm like, okay. Right. And then as I noticed, the more I did this, the more I started praying with people, the more I started sensing things that they were having struggles with. Very common when you begin in this stuff, you begin walking in the prophetic and hearing from God, you're going to sense negative things first. Okay, we want to... How do I say this? While impressive, perhaps... And while supernatural, it is not always helpful. I used to, this is what I used to do. I used to send something negative and I just speak it out. Hey, hey, you're an emotional basket case, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and then and it's like, yes. And I'm like, oh, the Lord is so good. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I love that. Oh, 
the Lord, I'm so powerful. He said, isn't that wonderful? And I'd walk away and they're crying. And I, just, you know, I stirred up all their emotional crap. And then I'd leave them. And I didn't know what to do because it was clearly supernatural. I mean, it must be the way God wanted me to do it, right? Right? But I wasn't really exhorting them. I wasn't really comforting them. I wasn't really bringing them any edification. The way I look at that now, when you're praying for someone and you sense something negative, that is background information. And the reason that God gives it to you is not to shame them or embarrass them or call them out in public, which I've seen. It is to break your heart for that person. It is to give you compassion for that person so that you can minister to that person. I used to just, the first thing I'd get, I'd run with. Well, okay, well, let's deal with that pornography issue then. <laughs> ah! And you know what happens? People start thinking you can read their minds. And they start towing the line, but it's a fear-based thing. We don't want to create a culture where we walk in and we start thinking that people are going to read our minds and our laundry. No, 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 no. Well, let's not do any prophetic wiretapping, okay? <laughs> let's have privacy laws here at Communitas, okay? That is not... And, and, I do need to stress this. The prophetic is not a license to gossip. Amen. Especially in the guise of prayer. I'd really like you to pray for this for Tim Urban. I mean he's really messed up. The other night I was praying and wow, I got some I got some stuff, Tim Urban. <laughs> I have seen that done before. We just want to put we just want to put a lock on that right now. Okay, the things that you get from the Lord, that is between you and God. Okay. If you want to walk in this stuff in a consistent way, do not gossip about it. Yeah. So, when you see those negative things, what I like to do is I like to pray the opposite. Okay? For example, pornography or something. You pray purity over their life. Fear, you pray faith. Okay? You don't have to say, I think you have a spirit of fear on you. Okay? There is an appropriate place for that. Okay? That would be called the counseling room. Okay, deliverance counselors, that's what they do. They walk in the prophetic, and they see negative things, and they call it out, and then you deal with that. Mm -hmm. But, those people have given them permission to speak into their life. Mm -hmm. Okay, when we're here, people don't necessarily have given us permission to just air their laundry. Okay, just because we can send something doesn't mean we're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Okay? So does that make So that's the mistakes I made. I was like, yeah, you're great. And then the Lord started showing me, there's a better way to do it. <laughs> And he started showing me that, you know, I used to just, the first time I'd get something, I, I just, I'd speak it out. Because sometimes when you get a word from the Lord, there's like an emotional component to it. Like there's a burning, like your heart might start pounding, or you might start getting restless, or you might like, oh, I just, I really feel this. I, I sense the presence of the Lord. But you don't always have to share it right there. Prophets in the Old Testament waited a long time, sometimes years before they gave words out. And in, and in, um, First uh, Corinthians 14, we'll get there sometime. It says, when you all come together, each of you has a tongue, or a revelation, or a prophecy. Indicating that they got it before they came to the meeting. You guys might get words for communitas, or individuals in communitas, before you come. In fact, we encourage you guys to start asking for those things. And yes, we're into spontaneous words. That's true, and that's in Corinthians as well. He says, if somebody has a word... Everybody stop and listen. That's one other kind of business note. When people are speaking out words, 
let's try to be quiet and everybody hear him. It's very hard, especially when worship is going on, and sometimes you're just in the glory of worship and you kind of don't know what's going on, but try as much as possible. And, and just some housekeeping stuff, some things that I've learned. When you are giving, when you're delivering what you believe to be a, a word from the Lord, try to keep it as brief as possible. And the reason for that is because I have a short memory. And I, it's hard for me to remember long words. Um, really. <laughs> true story, actually. <laughs> That's a true story. And it's just easier as a group if, if they're short and to the point, if you can. Okay, and that's sometimes why you need to wait on something. Because sometimes you're sensing things, but you don't have language to it yet. Yeah. And so what you do is you just, you just wait on it. There's no pressure. And, and sometimes, it depends the, the kind of the Christian culture you're from, there, there can be a fear that if you don't express something that God's putting on your heart right away, <laughs> that you're grieving the Spirit or quenching the Spirit. Okay, there is a time, sometimes, when we do need to, to say words at that moment. There are those times. But there's also times when we want to just wait on it. Kind of let it cook for a little bit. Actually, the Hebrew word for prophesy means to bubble up. Okay, it's like a slow boiler. And so it's okay, it's not only okay, it's biblical to wait on words and see if... Because there's another reason to wait on words. God will most likely give you something more. The Lord started telling me I was praying for a guy who was a few years ago, and I'm, I'm praying for something. I'm getting something. I got something negative, but I didn't speak it out, because I had learned a little bit. I'm like, okay. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready, Lord. And I was like, just wait. Just wait a little more. I'm like, ready to give this awesome word. But then the Lord gave me a picture as I waited. So very often, as you wait on the Lord, He'll give you more. Does that make sense? Any questions on that? So we don't want to give negative words, even when you sense them. And I want to just, this is where I believe this, this group is going. I believe that God is, is bringing this group to a higher level of walking in the prophetic, all of us. So that, that people who come in can have burdens released. That people who can come in can have callings revealed. That people who come in can get the comfort and the exhortation that they need at that moment. Okay? And the way I like to do it, I, I don't necessarily like a... a I like to do, and I'd like our, you guys think about this, but I'd like us to be natural about the supernatural. For me, the model of prophetic ministry is the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Jesus is casually, nonchalantly even, in the normal course of life, <coughs> telling this woman the secrets of her heart. And you notice what, and what the prophetic is, because this is exciting, is that God gives you keys to people's hearts. And it unlocks things in them that nothing else could. You notice when Jesus said to her, no, hey, I'd like this living water, and he's like, well, go call your husband. I don't have a husband. Well, you're right, actually, you've had five. And the guy you're with now isn't your husband. Sir, I see that you're a prophet. That was perceptive over. Very good. Okay, you notice what she does next. She asks him the greatest spiritual question in her life, which is, why, can't, why do we have to worship in Jerusalem? Why can't we worship here? Why isn't my worship acceptable? Mm. Very often, guys, when you start operating in the prophetic and you give a word to someone, it opens up something in them, deep within them. Mm -hmm. Spiritual questions that they've had forever, longings that they've had forever, and it just 
comes out. That's why we want all of us mm -hmm. to start operating in the prophetic. Because we want this group to be built up. We want you guys to build up your coworkers, your family members, your friends, your family. Okay, 99% of walking the prophetic is not going to happen here at Communitas. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen outside of Communitas. Go ahead, Shane. So if that, if, if that possibility exists, that it's going to open up a big question to them, mm -hmm. then perhaps... It would definitely be worth waiting so that we might be able to handle that. Or maybe God just wouldn't give it to us if we can't handle that kind of question. Or maybe he would, and we don't have to have an answer every time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right, Shane. His point is, if, if this is going to open up their heart in a massive way, maybe, uh, maybe I should wait on it longer. Maybe I'm not prepared to give that kind of answer to something. Just go with it. If you get a word and you give it to somebody and their heart opens up, their heart's opening up. You pray for him. You just trust the Holy Spirit to do the work. You say what you believe the Lord leads you to say. You pray for him. Okay. Don't be and, afraid. And a lot of times it's... A lot of times God will give a prophetic word to someone to like kind of spark a passion within them to, to seek. So like worrying about having the answers all the time. Yeah, I don't think we need to worry about that because a lot of times the Lord's just beckoning someone um, and he's like get in their heart, and then they go back, and all of a sudden they have this thing that they can get intimate with the Lord about. That is huge. I should say this. The key to operating successfully in prophecy is love. You can operate poorly without it. Yeah. You can see <laughs> things accurately and speak them out. But we do, we, we do want to go higher. We want to go deeper into prophecy. So if those of you who are at that level now where you're mostly seeing negative things, either for other people or for even for a group, what we want to do before we express that, okay, we wanted to say, okay, God, Lord, I just give this to you. Lord, show me love for that person, love for that group. Okay, especially if there's something, you know, there's kind of a, maybe a harder word or a corrective word that you feel getting for a group, like maybe you feel you or someone else needs to repent of an area. It's always a good idea to ask yourself whether you need repentance in that area before you do anything. It's always good to make sure, you know, okay, Lord, just do a heart check. You want to do a heart check before. Steve, go ahead. Uh, real quickly, I think that um, something that you've, you've touched on that I want to emphasize is not to be afraid to receive words, um, even if you may have been uh, hurt by a prophetic before. I know for me, coming from a, like what they call it, sensationalist church, they don't believe that it's like the, they, they believe that after the apostles, the move of the Spirit died out, so therefore the gifts aren't in operation. I grew up in a church that was emphasize on that and then I became a Christian and then 
really met the Spirit in a radical way, had some really good experiences with prophecy and really felt connected that way. I was at Bible college and a lady gave me a word and 99% of the word was like in line with other words I received about a John the Baptist kind of calling, like a voice in the desert. And she didn't know anything about my me, but she, she had some knowledge about my personal life that no one else could have known, you know, she had to receive it from the Lord. And all of it was spot on, and my spirit was, my heart was pounding, and it was, you know, I felt it was great. And then right at the end, she said something, and I just sort of, because I was accepting everything, it was coming so quick, I just agreed with it all, and she said something about death. And, uh, and I just agreed with it, and it was like, you know, and she was getting really emotional, and she was like, you know, and you'll give up your life for the Lord. And then I was like, yeah, 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 I got what she was trying to say, and I agreed with it. And I got really, like, blown out by it, because it, it wasn't from the Lord, I mean... Most of it was, but then there was a lie that was attached to it saying, you will die. Mm. You know, and I, I just accepted it so blindly because I'm like, yeah, you know, mm. she said all this other great stuff. And this is the thing, I went to worship practice about a week later at this church that moves in the spirit. And there was just an absolute blockage there. And the worship leader was like, is everyone okay? And everyone was like, yeah. And then I had this heart's desire to say, share about your word, because I thought it was great. I was like, oh, I've got this prophecy over me this week at college and blah, blah, blah. And I shared the word. And then they were like, is there anything else they said? Oh, she said something at the end about this. And everyone was like, that's it. Something's been attached to that, you know, and we need to break that. And for a while thereafter, I was like, I'm backing away from the prophetic because I got hurt. And I can say years later that that was bad to completely back off because, you know, I didn't ask for discernment in that word when that word came. And that's key. Like, if you're asking for discernment, the Lord, if you ask the Lord for a bread, He's not going to give you a stone. So, if you if you're a little bit hesitant and you're like, oh, I've heard stories or or I've been personally hurt before, I want to encourage you as a testimony that I've been hurt once or twice before and 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 thought I should back off, but the Lord really restored that and healed that, and now you know I can really release anyone else that's feeling that fear of the Lord's not going to lead you into deception. The Spirit's not going to lead you into deception. And if you're asking the Lord for discernment, He's going to give that out to you. And, uh, and and don't feel shamed if you got it wrong. I got it wrong. I felt like an idiot. You know, I was like, how did I believe that lie? And the Lord totally healed that and restored that. So just, just receive that. There's a couple things on that. I'm going a little longer than I want. But when you get words, okay, especially heavier words like that, what I mean when, when they're, it either doesn't settle quite right with you or it involves something significant about your life, like a career change, or direction, or a spouse, or something like that. We want to not only, if it lines up, if there's peace in your heart, if it lines up with scripture, you want to get godly counsel. Okay? You want to get godly counsel. You want to bring it to people you trust, and who you love, and you want to submit it to them. And you want to just say, and you pray through it. Okay? You pray through those words. Another thing I just want to mention, um, when Steve brought that up, there is, there is a difference between false and immature prophecy. Okay, There is a big difference, actually. There's not a lot of false prophets running around. I mean, there, there's some, but there's not a lot of false prophets running around the church giving prophecy. But there is a lot of immature prophecy going on. The difference is the motive of the heart. Okay? A false prophet, Balaam was a false prophet in the Bible. Okay? He prophesied curses or blessings on people for money. Okay, So it's much more to do with the motive of the heart. There are plenty of sincere, godly people who are immaturely prophesying. When I was young, I was immature in my prophecy. I wasn't a false prophet. I was just immature in it. Okay, so even when you, you receive something from someone 
and you reject part of that because you don't believe it's quite from the Lord, that doesn't mean you go around and say that person was a yeah. false prophet. Okay? Does that does that all make sense? Okay, you just you can just say, okay, and then here's the thing. We we grow in our giftings. Yeah. We grow and we develop. When we start out in the prophetic, it's ninety percent us, ten percent God. And that might be generous. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and as we develop in it, it's less of us and more and more of God. Okay. That's the difference between Old Testament prophecy and New Testament prophecy. Old Testament prophecy, it was like a tape recorder. Okay, it just came. New Testament prophecy, it's to be weighed, it's to be judged. Okay. There's no not, not none of the New Testament is written by a prophet. Only the Old Testament was. Okay, so there's some of the differences. If you want more on that, I can give you more theological stuff or articles on that, but that's just a quick thing. Okay. Okay. And another thing on... There's one more thing, Steve, that yours brought up. Oh, a couple things. Yes, that pitfall. Um, if there's any sort of words that you've gotten that you believe that, that any way controlling or manipulative, okay, we want to we just break those off of you. Okay. And there's also another thing. If you did not grow up in a, in a church that believed in the gifts of the Spirit, and you now have come to believe that they are for today, I want to really, really encourage you not to get angry yeah, right. or bitter towards your old church that's or good. for those who, aren't, who don't believe in that now. Really don't good. fall into that. That's a trap. Okay, that's a big trap. It's a big lie. Don't go there. Okay? I'm going to say one more thing about personal prophetic words, I think, and then I think we should practice. What do you guys think? Or do you want to, I mean, if you have more questions, I'll, I'll certainly answer them. But I don't want to talk here all night. Here's a really cool verse about personal promises. 1 Timothy 1.18. Are we ready? Did I write this out? Sort of. Yes, I did. 1 Timothy 1.18. Timothy, my son, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by following them, you may fight the good fight, holding on to faith and a good conscience. Very often, prophetic words that God gives you are like strategic plans for your life. And it shows you, again, the intentions of God's heart for you, but there's a war that happens. It's very much like when I said that uh, prophecy speaks to your potential, it's not inevitable. It's just like when God promised Israel the promised land. He said, the promised land is yours. Now go take it. And historically, they actually never took the whole thing. It was theirs, but they never took it. Mm -hmm. It's the same way with personal prophecies. Okay? When you get something from the Lord about your life, your plan, it isn't just sit back and go, okay, good, it's awesome, <laughs> sweet, give me a cold one. Okay? It's not. <laughs> That's not what it is. The, the fulfillment of prophecy is always you cooperating with the Holy Spirit. It's a cooperation. Okay? And there is a battle. There's always a battle. There's a battle for everything in the kingdom of God. Okay, So for your prophetic words, that's why we encourage you guys to write them down. And that's just a real simple thing. We want to record them or write them down. And actually, if we could start doing that more in a group when words come out, somebody, we might have a designated scribe or something. I don't know. But really because you don't actually always remember those words. And they're very important right. sometimes. Right. And even no matter how ex emotional or powerful the experience might be, you're not going to remember all the words, trust me. And then later on you're like, I wish I would have wrote them down. And yeah, the Lord will remind you of, of a lot of them, but 
It's just a good idea to write them down and pray over them. Pray over them into your life and wage war according to those things. Amen. Any questions? Maybe you want to touch on also like along with that part how a lot of times when you get a prophetic word, it's like you always think it's for right now, but sometimes there can even be years yes. in between. Thank you. Mm. Which is on my outline, but very, very often <laughs> prophecies that you're giving, prophetic prophecies, okay, that's talking about like long term destinations that God has you. Anybody ever heard of Joyce Meyer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She was given a word that she would have a worldwide ministry. Okay, her, her background was terrible. She was abused, all these different things. She was a very hard person, difficult to get along with. Okay, she got that word, and she went around and told everybody. And guess what they told her? There is no way you're going to have a worldwide ministry. You don't have the character. You don't have the personality. You don't have what it takes. Now, 17 years later, she had a worldwide ministry. The time it takes from the, the time when you receive a prophetic word to its fulfillment is God working into you mm-hmm. his character, the nature of Jesus, and orchestrating the circumstances for that word to come to pass. Very often it's not instantaneous. Very often it takes time. Mm-hmm. Okay, Like all the promises of God, they can take time. And we just want to pray. That's why we want to pray into them. Keep believing for them. That's why we encourage you guys to write them down. Not give up on them. To remind you of them. Is there anybody who's... Maybe forgotten some prophecies that were given and you're being reminded of them right now? Yeah. See, God spoke to you those things for a reason. Don't let go of them. They're important. And they're still important. I'm seeing words that were given over me fulfilled in my life right now. Were given over 10, 15 years ago. Okay? You always get tested in what you teach. And in this week, I got two prophetic words from different people on different sides of the country. And I am going to have to weigh them. They are very interesting, but... Yes, I'm going to have to weigh those words. I'll just put it that way. Okay. Are there any other questions? I don't want to go gone longer than I was planning. I want to share something before, uh, before you pray. I sometimes uh, travel, and I like to take you know, adults from the community house with me. Some of you have been on trips with me around the country, or uh, in some cases overseas. And I took Matt on a trip with me. We went to Wisconsin. And we were meeting the leadership of the church. There were six elders. And uh, I went out to go to the bathroom. I bumped into Matt. And I said, just feel free if the Lord gives you something. So we began to share with them the little teaching. And uh, in the course of the morning, we had three hours with them. In the course of the morning, Matt had words for all six of them. At least four of them. I remember four of them crying. There were moments when it was a little nervous for me. He was uh, he was going after their heart. But uh, can you tell that he has experience with what he's talking about? That he, he knows something about it. He's good. He's walked this way for a while. That should give hope to you. That. Uh, you're special, that God doesn't have his A-team and his B-team. He has things for you to do. And uh, it was really fun to have Matt along because the most significant ministry that morning with the elders didn't happen through me. It happened through Matt. That's good. So, let's, let's do it, Matt. Let's do it. Okay. So, 
Tim Urban is my volunteer. What we're going to do, as a group, we're going to prophesy to him. Now remember, let's keep in mind some stuff, different ways that you can receive things. Ask Lord, what do you want to say to Tim? When? What's the timing? Do I need to share it now or later? How do I share it? And remember, no negative words. If you see anything negative, we're going to pray the opposite. <laughs> corrective or directive? I mean, I believe I have a, a directive word, which is grow a goatee, but I'm just going to submit that to Paul and leadership and see how you weigh that. Can you write that down for me? <laughs> Let's see, it's, it's 9.40, so this might end the night for us. So we're gonna no, let's, you want to do small groups. You're right, we do. do you want to do five minutes, five minutes and then debrief, and then we'll do small groups. Does that sound good? Yes. Okay, Tim, get up here. What, would you like the hot stool? <laughs> All right. That's awkward. So what we're going to do, all of us, you can look at him, you can just pray, close your eyes, but we're going to think about Tim. Remember, we said that prophecy works the best through love. We're going to think about how much we love Tim. Or we're going to fake it, in my case. And we're just going to sense, we're going to ask, right? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. You don't know me, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We have a special relationship. All right, let's get on track here. Let's just ask the Holy Spirit right now if there's anything he wants to say to Tim. So, Father, right now, we just thank you for Tim. We love him. And we just ask right now that you just speak some words of comfort, edification, something to build him and encourage him right now. As, um, as, we were as I was standing there, and uh, I, mean, I was just saying just about how you know we want to come and we want to bring words to you. I just saw in my mind you just standing before the Lord and just worshiping Him. And as you're doing that, He's putting all these pieces of, of armor on you. You know, and you're just I, I could see it like you were. It was almost like you were standing like this, and He put that sword in your hand. And as you're standing there, and you just continue to praise and you continue to be faithful, he puts that helmet on. You know, in the breastplate, and I can like physically, I could physically see him putting those pieces cool. on you. So just be encouraged with that. It's awesome. Mm. So how, now, how did that come to you? It was like a picture just in your a mind. Picture, yeah. Okay. Tim, you believe that? Mm-hmm. Take that. Um, I want to agree with that. I also saw you as a soldier with armor, but That's I saw you on the white horse, and I saw you beneath the um, feathers and wings, like God's like sheltering you, almost like saying that like, you know, you are, you are in his protection, and so I just, I saw you like ready to go out, and then before you, I saw this big palace, and I feel like maybe God is like, maybe bringing you to like allow you to see, like maybe the plans he has for you, or like see his glory. And um, clear pictures of, of, of that. So. It's also a very common way the Lord 
not only speaks but confirms that we're hearing from him, we get a similar word that someone else did mm -hmm. or a similar prayer. That's to build your faith and your confidence that you are hearing from the Lord. Mm -hmm. couple more minutes. Fun. We're actually going to stop. <laughs> 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 
you know, I'm just saying. It's kind of like a pump. You're priming the pump, you pump, and then the water starts shooting out. Okay, so if you guys do have anything else for them, please write them down and share them with them. But Holy Spirit, we just seal everything that was said right there. God, I just agree with those words. Lord, do it in Tim's life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, okay. Small group time, right? Or Before you break up yeah. into in the groups, it'd be good to just have a prayer yeah. over anyone who has been hurt yes. by cutting, or anyone who, who lacked yeah. discernment, like Steve was talking about. Uh, so, and then we'll break up. So, do you pray? Yeah, with that too, I think. Um, I, I sense that we need to pray for people who, who have had good prophetic words in their past, but those have been hidden kind of in their hearts, whether mm, okay. by, by time or by, oh, you know, the enemy years. stealing thing, stealing those away and just circumstances in life. And I really think the Lord wants to remind people tonight of, of words they've had spoken into them that were both negative and that were very positive and wants to bring those things up. Good. Yeah. Is there time sure. after small groups and personal prayer in here? Is that a... We can do it then too, but let's do that okay. now. Yeah. You pray and then pray. and then Drew. Okay. Lord, I just uh, I just declare your freedom and your mm -hmm. grace and mm -hmm. your peace for those that have been hurt or just confused in uh in the prophetic and I just speak uh, new freedom and revelation to walk boldly with you as you lead us in all understanding mm -hmm. and in peace, Lord. But we just break any uh, lie or any uh, hurt that's um, not from you, Lord. You don't send those things and so we we break that lie that uh, the prophetic is something dangerous we need to run away from, Lord. Yeah. We, we want to see your gifts and your fruit, Lord. And uh, so we just speak peace over every individual here that maybe is a little bit hesitant to, to walk again. Mm -hmm. We just speak peace over those first steps back into uh, your glorious uh, spiritual gifts uh, that you've got for us, Lord. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I thank you that your word is good and that you have a plan for us. You have a, you have a heart plan for us, for our mm -hmm. lives. And, and Lord, we, we know that you tell us that the enemy comes to steal and to yeah. kill and destroy, nothing else. And, and Lord, sometimes that happens, sometimes that, that he, he, he breaks in and he takes things from us and he takes our dreams. But um, Lord, I just ask that you would remind us of our dreams. Amen. That you would remind us of those words that you've spoken to us through other people. That you've spoken to us directly, Lord. That you would put us in remembrance of, of the plan you have for our lives. And I just ask that, that as tonight goes and as the week goes, that you would continue to bring us into remembrance yes. of the plan you have Amen. for us. And specific words that you've spoken over us in our lives. Yep. Lift hope yep. in uh, people. Just put your <coughs> hand on somebody next to you now. Bring real hope to people that, that uh, the gifts of the Spirit can be released in them. Yeah. That they can hear from you, that this can be a, a new season of the Spirit stirring in hearts, where people have said, well, I really don't hear from the Lord, that you will hear from Him, and that He will speak, and you will, you will know it's the Lord, you'll be real encouraged in the Lord. And we just break off any controlling and manipulative words that were spoken over people in Jesus' name. Right now, we break their power over people's hearts and minds mm -hmm. right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it's real quick. <laughs> um, just that when 
when God does speak to you something or you do get prophetic words, just like what Matt mentioned about Joyce Myers, how when she spoke those things out, there were certain people who were going to curse those strings and those things inside of her. So really be led by the Lord who you share those things with, and if you're supposed to share them at all, to make sure that the people who are going to breathe life onto those dreams and help you fulfill them. Remember, Joseph and his brothers. <laughs> so, guys with guys, girls with girls. I'm sorry, there's only... It's, it's 10 to 10. Um... So if they want to go over ten, it's legal. Yeah, it's legal. But I, I apologize, we went longer than I had planned. So guys, Thanks, guys, guys. Thanks, guys. It's not a time to talk. It's a time to prophesy. You can do it. You can all do it. So groups of three. You guys can go downstairs, four here, go out there, spread out. In fact, girls with girls, guys with guys, please. Mr. Floyd and my mom.